You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lamel Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell notes the top 10 observations for 2013. Let's join the conversation. Are you living the best life possible? Hey, did you live the best year possible? 2013, this is the last Saturday of the year. Never get this one back, you know, so something to think about. And how are you thinking about going into 2014? Well, that's what we're going to chat about this evening. Love to ask that question. But, you know, first and foremost, as always, are you living the best life possible? Are you? Got some good topics for you tonight. You know, we're going to do an overview of 2013. This is something I've done quite a bit, and I've done it in my blogs. And so I'm going to share with you all, you know, the top 10 observations I have for 2013, and then we can look on to 2014. And like I said, tonight I'll be reflecting on 2013, 2013, and then making space to hear declarations and plans for 2014 from all of you. So... You know, get this. You can only expect from 2014 what you adequately prepare for and you demand and take. Now, I said that two weeks ago, and I'm saying it again because that is what it's about. You know, so what are you demanding into your life in 2014? And you just can't demand it. You got to do some work. You got to take some action. But the first part is the declaration. And so, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I opened up the lines for declarations. Again, tonight, I will be opening up the lines for declarations. So go ahead and step out. There's nothing like saying it. I know a lot of times when you guys listen to me, you like to be quiet. But tonight's not the night. Because there's two things I want to know. One, I want to know, what did you observe in 2013? What, What are you taking away from this year? that you're going to use to help navigate through the the next year, 2014, or the years remaining, 2015, 16, 17, and beyond. You know, they say nothing is new. Everything uh, basically repeats itself. And so if we don't pay attention to our past, we could end up making the same mistakes. And so that's the question I have for you. You know, what observations do you have for 2013? And, And then what declarations will you be making for 2014? That's the conversation. And I shared a quote a couple of weeks ago. I want, to, I want to share the same quote by Alice Walker. And that quote is, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. So when I say demand, when I say take, when I say create the year that you want to create in 2014, you know, somebody's probably thinking, yeah, it's just not that simple. And it's not. It's not. But You know, there are steps to this. And the first step is you have to put in your mind what do you want to be, demand it, declare it, and this is a great place to start this Saturday evening. I'm back from vacation, Chicago, and I'm ready. I'm ready to close out 2013, make it complete, and then take this runway into 2014 so I can prepare for a phenomenal year. It will be phenomenal, I'm telling you. Some really great things planned for 2014. I'm looking forward to it. 
and I'm sure that many of you are as well. And 2013 has been a year of a lot of change, a whole lot of change. What I would call change squared. Um, you know, when I have an opportunity to speak in, uh, in, in different, at different conferences, uh, different places, uh, one of the slides I always share is the word change with the uh, number two, you know, as an exponent. I call it change squared. And what I, what I typically tell the audience is you, you have to basically look at things in a very different way than how we looked at them back in the 20th century. You have to expect for change to happen. And not just for change to happen, but for it to happen squared. You know, nothing's going to stay the same. Everything's going to keep moving. And when I go through my 2013 review this evening, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. All right. So, you know, the questions, the official questions, what observations did you make in 2013? You know, give me a phone call. Tell me about it. I'd like to hear about it. And then what is your declaration and plan for 2014? Uh, That's what we're up to this evening. And, uh, you know, and again, I posed this to you all a few weeks ago. I'll pose it again. If you have questions about how to create a vision or how to set a goal, I mean, this is the place to ask. Uh, so, you know, you get three days left. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was in a grocery store uh, yesterday and um, Pam and I, and we were walking and, you know, one of the guys in the store she knew and and, uh, you know, they were talking. And then as we were walking away, he said, all right, happy new year. You know, keep it moving forward. And and then behind that, he says, I don't make resolutions. You know, I just I just keep moving forward. And, uh, you know, I share with her, I said, hmm, no resolutions. You know, every year, no resolutions. And he mentioned his age. Uh, he said he was 34 years old. And I thought to myself, at 34 years old, you haven't made a resolution, but you keep moving forward. Now, you know, later in the show, I'm I'm going to go through the top 10 posts of 2013. I'm just going to read the titles. But I do have a post that's called, the name of the post is, are you busy or are you busy or are you making progress? It's something like that. I'll look it up a little bit later. But the whole notion behind it is, I think sometimes we misinterpret busyness for progress. And so, you know, he said, keep it moving. I don't make resolutions. Keep it moving. I didn't go back and say anything to him. So I, sometimes I have to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm prudent. But if I do see him again, I may mention it. You know, he works at the Target next to, my, next to where I live. You know, and I know a lot of people say, I don't make resolutions. You know, well, I'm going to tell you something. You can get real busy going back and forth to work, doing busy work, and then look up 50 years later and realize nothing really got done. I just said, you know, so are you making progress? Are you busy or are you making progress? And so for those of you who don't make resolutions, think about that. You need something where you can take measurement, where you can put a stake in the ground and say, I am going to be just a little bit better than I was, you know, a few days ago or last year, and then measure it. Otherwise, you know, you get stagnant. You know, you start to stink like a nasty pond. And I said it before, other people can see it. They'll look at you, they'll balk at you, and you won't even understand because unfortunately people don't have the courage to tell us when we don't smell good. Hey, Zach, you remember the uh, show from, uh, I think, middle of the year, the summer, what's funking up your life? Remember that? <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Hey, it's, it's time to make resolutions, and if you haven't 
made the time to at least write one thing down that you would like to see shift in 2014, this is your opportunity to do it. All right. So, hey, uh, let's get started with tonight's topic. If you uh, you want to check out the blog posts that are closely related to it, um, those are the top 10 observations of 2012. I'm actually posting the top 10 observations of 2013 tomorrow. And so if you want to check that out, the place to go is www.inspirationalperspective.com. A great thing to do would be to subscribe to the blog for the new year so you have inspirational messages coming to you every week. Um, There's a lot of great content out there. The other one that we're going to be covering this evening, too, is $4 million for 30 seconds. You know, that's one of the observations I have for 2013. And some of you probably know what that's from. But if you don't, then you need to stay around, and I'll, I'll share it. And again, the website address is www.inspirationalperspective.com. And then I got a lot of other good content out there. The whole idea is basically to provide you guys insight, inspiration, whenever you need to dial it up right there on the website. All right, so that, you know that's, that's what we're talking about this evening. Again, the questions, what observations did you make in 2013, and what is your declaration and plan for 2014? All right, so in 2012, I did the same thing. And if you didn't have a chance to check it out, I'm going to go through a few of them. I'll go through the list real quick. And then I'm going to share my list for 2013. And then we can comment on that if you have, you know, if you have a thought about it, you can call in. But in 2012, you know, my, my reflections, 10 reflections, the top 10 were sports is the great unifier. Okay, that was... That's what you consider number one. And instead of it being like 10 to 1, I go 1 to 10. So 10, you know, I build it up. Okay. So sports is a great unifier. And if you remember, 2012 was, was the election year. And uh, if you can remember Twitter, Facebook, you know, you could tell who didn't like who, who was a Republican, who was a Democrat based on the tone. I mean, just a real mean tone towards the latter part of October going into the November elections. And so uh, the only time I noticed in 2012 where people seemed to be on the same page was uh, when it came to sports, right? In Chicago, regardless of what party you are affiliated with, we all go for the Bears. And so that's I'll talk a little bit about that. You can check it out. Number two was Google. We're going to talk about that a little more this evening. Number three was YouTube. We're going to talk about that too. Four was Instagram, a lot of social media. Five was Samsung. Now, check this out. You know, for 2013 this year, Apple is one of the items that I have, one of the companies I have down that we should be thinking about when we look over the year of 2013, okay? And one of the reasons I talk about that is, uh, one, Apple's been in the news for a lot of different reasons. But most importantly is for the first time, you know, they had a couple of quarters this year where there was concerns on their forecast. Now, I'm a businessman, and when that happens, that tells you that something is going on, okay? You know, Apple, things aren't as sweet as Apple as they used to be. Now, they're still making money, and they still got a cash, you know, stockhold that we all covet. I mean, we all want that kind of money in the bank, right? But at the end of the day, something very interesting is happening in the mobile world, and that is the iPhone is no longer the go-to or the immediate crown device, I mean, so that changes quite a bit. That changes quite a bit for most of us. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later in the show, too. Now, some of you might be thinking, all right, you're the inspirational perspective guy. Why are you sharing this with us? This has nothing. This doesn't inspire me. This doesn't make me want to live a better life. Well, 
Um, the fact of the matter is this. We all have to be aware of what is happening around us. Because if we're not, then you'll find that you're often surprised when it happens to show up directly in your life. Anything that's going on will indirectly affect you. And if you're going to live the best life possible, the best life possible is also an informed life. And so I also try to my best to inform you all on the show to things that you should be thinking about, things that will impact your life. And so going into new, a new year, this is how I like to end the year in reflection. All right. So Samsung was number five in 2012. You know, Apple made the list for 2013 pretty much in the same way Samsung did. Samsung was at the time they just came out the Samsung Galaxy 3 and you know they were giving the iPhone 5 some trouble. Okay so now we know we have uh, the Samsung Galaxy 4 which I'm not really you know all that you know it's not much different from the 3. What I'm most impressed with is the Samsung gear all right and if you're not familiar with the gear it's the watch that is uh, synced to the Note 3, which is the phone. And for the first time that I can remember in history, we are now communicating very much like we saw in the cartoons when we were growing up, right? Dick Tracy, the Jetsons. Uh, So that's a big, I'm calling that out because we are shifting into a new era, Uh, And, you know, I give a whole nother talk on eras. You know, I talk about the industrial age and how it moves into the uh, the information age and how the robotic age is next. At least that's my opinion. Um, I've shared some of that on the show, uh, I think, a few weeks ago, about a month or two ago. And we'll go back there in 2014. I, I won't be able to help but to talk about it because that's what's next. And, you know, the my estimation for the end of the information age which started in 1990, is about 2015, 2020. All right, so, you know, things are shifting. When I talk about change, when I said change squared towards the beginning of the show, I said that for a reason, because I, I, I have a feeling looking into 2014, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about with you all will be change. How do we adapt to change, right? And uh, one of the other observations that I had in, uh, for 2013 was healthcare. All right, that was a big change. Uh, we were talking about it in the studio, uh, Sir Henry and, and, and Greg and I, just a moment ago, you know, kind of debating, is this, you know, is healthcare good? Is it bad? And to me, I don't think you can really be evaluated right now. This type of a thing, you can't really evaluate during implementation because we all know that people do not like uncertainty. They definitely don't like change. And so 10 years from now, when we look back, that's when we'll know whether it was good or bad. And so healthcare is one of the, the things to review or, or to look back and say, all right, 2013 was a big year. And uh, in 2023, how will we feel about it? I have a feeling that it won't be with the same sentiments that we have now. OK. All right. Uh, number six on the list for 2012 was 3G to 4G. You know, check this out. Now, 4G and I'm getting technical, but if you don't know these things, you should. 4G and LTE are basically the same thing. Okay, LTE means long term evolution. And this year, something else for 2013, it didn't make my list, but just something for you to know. This year, there are over 100 million LTE or 4G connected devices. All right. So 100 million users who are 
using or gathering data at faster speeds than we ever have with wireless devices, okay? Goes back to my big number one, big data, all right? Big data. Not only is data big for us, but it's big for um, these big companies. Um, and then number seven in 2012 was global warming. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's still a big concern. If you haven't checked out the blog, you want to check out the heat map. That's a, it's a YouTube heat map in the blog. It's about, I think, a minute and 30 seconds that shows you global, basically warming over the globe in the last century. And it's uh, actually it's 26 seconds. I'm sorry. And uh, it's it's scary. Very scary. Doesn't feel like global warming this past week, how cold it was, but it's nice today. We'll see how how the weather goes into 2014. Okay, number eight in 2012 was energy conservation. Number nine was safety. Now, I want to I talk about safety because I want to hit this from a few different areas. and something for you all to think about. One of the blog posts I wrote, I think I wrote this back in 20, 2011, was the illusion of safety, or safety is an illusion. I can't remember how I titled it. But, uh, and what I talk about is that, you know, basically safety is a form of mental residence. It's how we, you know, for instance, and, you know, I don't mean to scare you guys, but, you know, when you close and lock your door at home, you know, if it's a regular lock, okay, that you bought from Home Depot, uh, and you probably have glass windows around your door. For some, you have an illusion of safety because that's your home. Nobody comes into your home unannounced. But the lock can be broken with a hammer. I mean, it could be broken with a hammer. It could be kicked down. Or a strong man could kick it down. And so this, this illusion of safety that we have. And I talked about safety in particular and how cars are being designed, Okay. And that's not an illusion. So there are some parts of safety that are, I mean, things are much safer. For instance, getting into a 2013 car is safer than being in a car 10 years older. It's just, you know, period. Okay, you have an accident, you're much likely, much more likely to walk away from an accident in a newer car. Because, you know, the airbags and, you know, how they do the framing, etc. Okay. But there's also another side to safety. Where, you know, we tend to think like, uh, you know, everything's okay. And in my mind, that's what causes us to not prepare properly. You know, so I was having a conversation. Where, you know, my friends and I would even say my girlfriend thinks, you know, they think I'm over the board. I'm over the top, right? I think you should have a certain amount of cash put away in a safe just in case electronics go out. You know, I'm that guy, okay? I am. Be prepared. Be prepared. And uh, so I've had debate as to whether or not not that's even necessary. And this is what I shared recently, okay? And this is part of my my observation for 2013. The situation in the Middle East, in particular Syria, okay? Now, Syria, you know, you have refugees who are, I mean, you basically have these Syrian refugees, and they're in very poor conditions, okay? Very, very poor conditions. Some of them without shoes. It's cold. You know, they live in tents. And, it's, you know, it's, it's a bad situation. No food, etc. And what caused it was civil unrest and government uprising. Pretty much, right? Now, there's a whole lot of other factors at play there. But just to keep it in layman's terms, that's what happened. 
And next thing you know, people are leaving the country, the country's at war, and you have refugees. And this whole notion of safety or it can't happen here or that can't happen to me seems to be very prevalent among us. Right. I mean, we live in one of the best countries in the world and everything's. But we have this idea that that can never happen. That can never happen. And so safety, it still makes the list for me in both ways. I think things are more safe in some ways when it comes to electronics and how quickly we can track things down and cars, et cetera. But I also think that I also think that mass media has kind of given us this illusion of safety that nothing can ever happen. You know, I I will, you know, who's to say that in our lifetimes we won't be refugees? You know, a mass exodus south, a mass exodus north, we don't know. Something to think about. Again, not trying to scare you, but part of my job is to keep you awake, is to keep you awake and thinking about what is possible. All right, so that was number nine in 2012, Still plays a role in 2013 uh, with the situation in the Middle East. And I just kind of share some parallels, okay, of, you know, what happened in Syria and, you know, some of the things that happened here in the United States. You don't want to miss this blog. I'm posting it tomorrow, okay? Again, inspirationalperspective.com. If you haven't subscribed, you want to subscribe. All right. And then number 10 in 2012 was equality for women, okay? And I'm, I'm going to read what I wrote for that one. And what I said here is, as an African-American male, equality and diversity are extremely important to me. Here's the deal. Even though we're making great advancements as a global society, we still have a lot of work to do in the equality arena. As you all know, I travel quite a bit and often I get treated better as a black male in other parts of the world than I do in my own country. Again, I left the country on this last vacation. And again, it's prevalent. Now, in certain parts of Europe, they're just slow has nothing to do with race. They're just slow, okay? But it didn't have nothing to do with my skin. Now, shifting the conversation to the lovely women of the world who are plagued with their own plight, this group is still largely misunderstood and underrepresented not only in the United States, but also abroad. In other parts of the world, women lack a voice, presence, and acknowledgement and aren't afforded the slightest perceptions of equality. Every one of us was brought into this world by a woman, but yet we still can't figure out how to respect and treat women equally. This is beyond my comprehension. It just is. I can't get that. And so 2014 is here and we still can't seem to understand that unity and harmony will only make our world better. What will it take? Now, last year, December, I think it was about the the November, December, There was the gang rape and murder of the 23-year-old Indian girl in New Delhi. And India, now they had the world asking this question. You look into 2013, again, I, you know, I'm a diversity professional. 4% of the Fortune 500 companies are led by women. 4%. Now, And I'm not even getting on, you know, race because it's no different for African-American, Asian. You can go down that. But 4% of women. Now, you you look at, you know, the demographics and, I mean, it's solidly, especially when you start looking at education. I mean, 60% of individuals coming out with bachelor's degrees in 2013 were female. 
we got to do something there. Okay, and that's an observation from 2012. It's still an observation in 2013, unfortunately. So those were my top 10 observations for 2012. I, you know, I shared that with you guys. I'm going to share observations from 2013 really quickly. You got to read the post tomorrow to get the tidbits. And then right after that, I want to hear from you guys. What are your de- declarations for 2014? What are you going to do different? So, you know, get prepared with that. All right. So Linnell's observations, inspirational observations for 2013. All right. The first one is cancer. Now, check this out. And this is, you know, there's always uh, some good news out there. 2013 had fewer cancer deaths. And so we have some good news on the front in 2013. And I, I this definitely had to make the list because I think if there's anything that uh, we all share a healthy fear of, it's cancer. And uh, the progress here is that cancer has become a diminishing threat. And this is from the chief medical officer of the American Cancer Society. And what he said is the death rate for cancer in the U.S. has declined by 20 percent. And that took place this year. And so, you know, basically to put this in perspective, a person in their mid 50s has a chance of dying from cancer. That's 20 percent lower than a person at the same age back in 1990. All right. And part of the reason for that decline is that more people, especially men, have stopped smoking. And then, of course, there's a combination of screening and early, uh, early screening and improvements in treatment that have contributed to about a 35 percent decline in breast cancer death rates. Uh, breast cancer death rates also along with um, collateral cancer deaths and uh, prostate cancer. So that was, I thought, pretty cool. Now, now here's the, you know, here's the caveat. What's increasing, and I think this is huge, especially for the black community, What's increasing is what they're figuring out is a high-calorie diet. So a high-calorie diet, lack of exercise, and obesity have become the main concern for cancer now. All right? So, and this is, and they believe this will surpass tobacco. So we get the tobacco thing. We get it. We understand it. We know smoking kills. People are saying, all right, cool, I'll put the cigarette down. But you can't pick up a burger. Well, you can pick up a burger, but not if it's going to make you unhealthy. Okay, and that's what you know. Basically, that's what he's saying here. So, high caloric diets, lack of exercise, and obesity are now becoming more of a concern for cancer in the future. So, I mean, I know we probably have some 2014 health resolutions out there. Again, it's it's more important than we know, and so cancer made number one there. All right, number two, Grand Theft Auto Five. All right. Now, you know, why would I have that at number at, at number two? Well, one of the things I talk about in this show, and this is my purpose overall for why I do this, is because I want to awaken those of us who are in sullen slumbers and who are highly entertained to the point of mental inertia. I mean, that's that's what I want to do. And there is no other tool that is good at this than video games. And man, when they and when they made Grand Theft Auto Five, boy, they cut the mo. I mean, they cut this one from the mo because, I mean, quarterly revenues one point two seven billion dollars, one point two seven billion dollars from the same people I know tell me I don't have time to read the books you you suggest. 
and the same people who don't have the money to buy the books. The game is 60 bucks retail. Am I right? I mean, that's I think it's 60 bucks retail. And then if you want to beat the game, I think you probably have to invest probably a week or two of your life. Probably. I mean, and I'm just saying if you were good enough to get through it right away, right away. But the fact of the matter is you're going to die. You got to start over again. You, know, you got to play all these different missions. And, you know, so how long did that take? How long did that take? What could you have done to move your life forward? And if it's not Grand Theft Auto V for you, then what is it? We all got something. We all have a vice. Is that vice holding you back? Is it making you stagnant, like I talked about at the top of the show? All right, so number two. All right, I talked about Apple. I'm not going to cover that one. Another observation, the FAA ruling on electronics in the air. Um, So I travel quite a bit. I can't tell you how cool it was to actually keep my Kindle on as we took off. That was pretty cool. That's a that's a shift. Electronics in the air. And so wonder what will happen behind that. Real simple. Just an observation. Now, this one's a little bit bigger. 3D print guns, 3D print guns. And I don't know how much you guys know about this, but as you begin to. You know, I would say Google it. Google 3D print guns. Now, this is the scary part. You know, I think a kid in Texas figured out the schematics, the blueprint for 3D print gun. Okay, put it out on the Internet for anybody. And if you have the right equipment, all it takes is $30 to create this gun, a 3D print gun. Okay, $30. And from what I understand, some of them fire, some of them don't. The problem is some of them fire. That's I mean, that's just the problem. So, it's you know, it's interesting. We have this whole conversation about gun control. And uh, as technology continues to advance, we're looking at, I mean, a lot of different avenues where good things can happen, but also wrong can be done. Uh, so just something to think about there. But, you know, 3D print guns, who who have thought it? I mean, but it's it's out there. You know, this didn't make the list, but it should have. But that's drones. <laughs> I was at Barnes and Nobles a couple of weeks ago, right before Christmas, uh, actually before I left for vacation, trying to do some Christmas shopping before I left for vacation. And as I was checking out of the store, uh, grabbing a book, there was a drone. I mean, they had a a drone for sale for $149 right behind a cash register, a drone. I mean, you can fly this thing around. And then if you're not aware, Amazon, Amazon is looking into how can you place deliveries by drone so they want to get your packages to you sooner so again i've been asking when is this era this information era come to an end when i say information era come to an end i don't mean that all of a sudden the data and the information that we gather stops that keeps going but we make a transition into another age that's notable that we hadn't seen before and so a drone is a robot okay and so when i talk about the robotic age there we go again a drone is a robot Amazon's looking into it. I mean, 3D print, all this kind of stuff. All right. That's, uh, so that's number five. All right, for 2013. All right, number six, YouTube. So YouTube make the li- made the list last year for 2012. It makes the list again this year. I mean, there is no bigger phenomenon. And when I tell you, like, for instance, I say, hey, things are going to change for inspirational perspective in 2014. 
you can be sure that one of the things I'll be doing is there's going to be a whole lot more YouTube. And so you guys will be able to see my face on YouTube. You'll be able to hear the shows on YouTube. I mean, it's just something you have to do. It's funny. I was watching uh, Kevin Hart's Let Me Explain last night with Pam, right? We're, we're sitting up with watching this. And he starts it off and he kind of, you know, he's going around to different countries and people are, you know, they're interviewing the people and they're like, oh, I watched all his stuff on YouTube. He built a global presence where people knew his name all over the world on YouTube and then was able to basically build a comedy tour where he hit 10 countries, 80 cities, $32 million because he had a YouTube base. All right. So this is what I'm saying. You got a lot of business people out there. Again, living the best life possible means using all your options. And I haven't done a good job on YouTube in 2013. You can be for sure 2014. I'm going to change that. What do you need to change? Globalization is happening. You know, last year I, I, I shared on YouTube, you know, you had the first billion uh, hit, the first, you know, billion hit on the, the song by uh, the Korean guy. And then uh, this year, 2013, uh, one of the big hits was the Russian asteroid that basically shot through the air in Russia. And it's funny because, you know, 10 years ago we wouldn't have known that. I mean, but you can actually go on YouTube and put Russian asteroid and watch this asteroid hit the ground in Russia. Um, and then again, I shared the example of Kevin Hart, right? Like the guy, so I thought that's a good one. Okay, number seven for 2013, Paula Dean. Now, okay, so Paula Dean. I think most of us know the name. We know what she did. This is uh, bigger than Paula Dean. The 21st century will change race relations. I believe that. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe that. I believe the 21st century will change race relations. This is just the beginning. Big business has to understand that the demographics are changing. They're changing in the favor of the minority, the people of color. All right. This is what's happening in the United States right now. As I speak, 2013, it's almost you know, 2014, 37 percent of the population is uh, is made up of people of color. All right. And, and then the other 63 percent are the Euro ethnic majority. Now, this is the deal. That projection continues to change. All right. For 2015, you're looking at 60, 40. And by the time we make it to 2020, 2025, you're looking at 50, 50. And so this whole idea of minority majority, I don't know what we'll call it, but it won't be able to be that. And that's well, that will happen in most of our lifetimes. Now, why do I think race relations will change? Well, I think it'll change because it comes down to the almighty dollar. And, you know, you can't go offending uh, groups of people that have spent in upwards of a trillion dollars plus. I don't care who they are. All right. So you, it could be African-American. It could be Hispanic. It could be Asian. It could be whatever you want. But you can't go offending these groups. You just can't. And so for people who have said things of an ignorant tone, uh, who have documented rants of racism, I think it's going to be really tough on them if those type of things begin to come out uh, because most companies will abandon them. And so that's an observation from 2013. And that's not something that would have happened 25 years ago where she would have uh, been, her career would have melted. It just probably wouldn't have happened. All right. Number eight, Nelson Mandela. You know, he, he's got to make the list. He, he just does. And we, I had a show 
where we talk quite a bit about him. And so I won't go into that one in depth. Number nine is mobile business. Now, you know, check this out. Vodafone, I, I think we we know this. So just I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and you can take it, and hopefully it resonates with you. When you look at mergers, all right. When you look at mergers in the world of business, what's big and what's not big is basically summed up by the dollars. So the last real big merger that took place was Time Warner AOL, hundred and eighty-seven billion dollars. Okay, that was a big deal. It failed miserably, but it was a big deal, all right, um, because that was, there was a lot of money transacting. The next big thing I see happening, is projected to happen, is in mobile business. Vodafone, which is an international company, a European company, right now, I believe Verizon and AT&T are in talks of some, of some way of looking to acquire Vodafone, right? There's some talks. Now, don't know if it's going to happen. It may, it may not. But it's something that we all should pay attention to. Why? Because the acquisition is worth $245 billion. So that would be the biggest that we've seen yet. Now, what does that do to mobile business? Especially when we all carry mobile phones. Just something you need to be watching. And then let's see how it develops. But that's my job to wake you up. Hey, these are the kind of things you need to be getting in your updates, you know, weekly when you're going to work. And, you know, instead of, you know, ain't nothing wrong with the traffic mix, but it's, it's a good idea to kind of know what's going on, too. All right. OK. And then uh, number 10, I already talked about the political unrest in the Middle East, in particular Syria and uh, and some of the parallels that the situation in Syria has to, you know, some political unrest we have here and that the illusion of safety is quite the illusion. Now, here's the main takeaway from that. The main takeaway from that is we just have to be involved. We have to be involved citizens. And, you know, and I've said it before. I, I you know, when the, the, the election year was coming around, I was like, don't go to the poll. I wrote a blog and I sent something out, but don't go to the polls not knowing who the judges are not knowing who the, you know, the senators are or the state reps are and what they stand for. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, not that it was excusable, but I guess it could be more understood. But now you have websites like Politico.com. You have Google. I mean, we have to be more informed. Uh, as citizens of this country, we have to be more informed and we have to keep our ears to the ground around what's happening. You know, uh, there was legislation this year that was up to basically, in some ways, dismantle the uh, the uh, the limit that companies have to use of money, the limit of money that they have to they can use to lobby at Capitol Hill. What's the big deal there? Well, they have way more money than we have. And so in the future, if that happened, you know, the political interests of the people we, we elect would be basically uh, shifted towards the businesses with money because there's no limit to what they can provide them in campaign funds. You know, so these are the kind of things that, you know, we, we cannot just kind of just sit idly by watching American Idol as it happens. And the system is set up to make it tough to do this. I mean, it's, it's set up to make it difficult for you to stay abreast of what's happening. But, you know, that's the, the idea is to make an asserted effort. 
and not just you, but those around you? How what can you be doing to inform those around you so they can be making a concerted effort as well? Okay, all right. So we got 10 minutes. What are your declarations for 2014? I covered my observations for 2014. And, uh, you know, I'm just uh, I want to know from you all if you have any declarations. You know, I'll tell you this for me. You know, the declaration I'm making is to be I mean, to just be much more bold. And I, I think I've I've taken on a, a certain flavor of boldness with you all. But there are other areas where I can be bold, yeah, whether it's on the speaking circuit, whether it's uh, within the company I, I work for, even with clients, you know, as a coach, just being much more bold in my assertions around what I see happening and how I how I kind of link things together. And so first and foremost, just to be bold. And so uh, I think you guys will see a lot more of that in 2014. And then the other one is just to work smarter, to work smarter. This is, you know, inspirational perspective up to this point has been a labor of love from, you know, numero uno, Mr. Linnell Harris himself. And uh, in 2014, I will be bringing on a lot more help, a lot more help, because that's what's necessary to expand and, and to make sure that this message is not only going to those of you who hear my voice or read the blog, but to as many people as possible. And so I think that's uh, I think that's extremely important. So what are some of your declarations? I got James on the line here. James, how you doing, brother? Without. I'd like to ask you a couple of quick questions just to get your opinion. All right. Uh, but I'm asking for declarations, man. You don't have a declaration for me. Well, what exactly what is a declaration? A declaration is just saying, you know, it's speaking into 2014 in an affirmative way. Oh, yeah. Well, in 2014, black people are going to catch more and more hell every day than they ever seen before because there's a process of exterminating us in progress. And it is moving fast. And we have so, James, you must you, you must not have heard the affirming part, man. You must you didn't hear the affirming part. I said in a, an affirming way, you know, but <laughs> well, you can't get no more. You know, you know what, James, you know what I appreciate about you? Yes, sir. Your consistency. <laughs> yeah. Your message is always the same, man. And, you know, that's that's one thing I can appreciate about you. Well, you know, when genocide is on the table, brother, I don't know. What else there is to be concerned about? Yeah, and, uh, and, people committing genocide on you. I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, I well, don't know I, any concern greater than that. That is your concern, and it, and it's clear. It's very clear. And you know what? I respect it. I believe you believe that with the same fervor that I believe the things that I teach on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But let me ask you this: Okay, as uh, as technology advances and it makes more and more people obsolete. What does that mean for the masses of human beings? You know, that's now that's a that's a good question, James. That now that right there is a great question. I wish you I, I let you ask the question versus you putting that out in the air before. What does that mean for the masses? That means trouble, and I you know it, it means trouble. I I, uh, I shared so I, I talk about the robotic age. I uh, tweeted not too long ago an article where McDonald's bought seven thousand new kiosks globally. When, you know, this past, you know, my vacation, I had the opportunity. I was in France and Paris and they have kiosks everywhere, man. 
and you go into the McDonald's to get some coffee, it's a kiosk. And they still have people, but they're slowly pushing people and pushing us towards machines. And, of course, that's going to make, uh, make humans obsolete. And so what it comes down to, what I believe it will come down to, is our ability to be innovative and to exercise our entrepreneurial muscles and to support each other in the community. Uh, well, I understand that, but you still are not going to need as many people, I'm saying. So yeah, you still not. have to eliminate people, right? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, when you travel the world, you see what happens is, uh, unfortunately, uh, people live in, in a, at a level of poverty that's not desirable. But I don't. I haven't seen them exterminate them though. And so, but James, I got another caller, man. I'm gonna okay, let okay, I'm gonna let a few okay, other people look, get that. Maybe you can answer this one in the future. Okay. Are, are you aware that the space program has been moved out of America? Uh, and see, well, I don't know about moved. I know there's more activity. Well, they're uh, not shooting off uh, the space shuttle here no more, going through the space station. Yeah, yeah there's more activity not, from other countries right well, now. Are you aware of that? I am, yes. Can you imagine? They, you know they spent trillions of dollars in the space program. Now they done moved the space program out of the country real quiet, like no media outcry. Why? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's something we can talk about later. Hey, James, have, okay, a, have a happy new year, brother. You too, brother. Many more to you. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspective's Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.